We're talking about some comic books that we read. But before we get to it, I got to tell you about Aliens. I'm walking. I'm in Leavenworth. Can you describe Leavenworth? I have not heard this story for the record. Um, I'm I'm committed to getting authentic reactions from Fire Guy Ryan. Leavenworth. Give them a little bit of a taste of like what this town is like and what you can expect. Because when something weird happens there, it's different (laughs) than it happening in the city. Can you Google it? Explain it. Explain it. I don't know why this town is the way that it is, but it's basically like a small little German mountain town that has somehow been sent through a time portal into eastern Washington. So as you go over the pass, you know, I'm in Washington. We're about 45 minutes north of Seattle. We're on the west side. On the west side. If you go to the east side, two hours, two and a half hours out, you go over the mountain. You know, you can go snowboarding up there wherever you want. But then you keep going a little bit further down and you'll pass through a town called Leavenworth. It's a, it's a city and you're, you're correct. It's like a German themed city. Now it's a big city. It's very strange. Every store there has the same type of like aesthetic. Their signs are, if, if in order for the store to exist, they have to abide by the city's rules. So even like the Wells Fargo's, the right. McDonald's, McDonald's looks goofy as hell. The, the, the logos cool, are in the German style. And I think there's a name for it. Don't matter. It's like, it's, it's really cool though. And it's a lot of like antique shops and just like Leavenworth town. I didn't, I didn't you know, know that's uh, where you stores. went. I just knew you were gone and I was here taking care of Butch. It's a cool place to go to when you don't want to go like when out here in Washington, you want to go like out of state, you want to drive somewhere, but you want to feel like you're somewhere else. But right. this place is like in the middle of nowhere. I saw Ratatouille in theaters in Leavenworth. Ratatouille. Last time I was there was 2007. I apparently. love that movie, man. It's a great one. Definitely don't see that ending coming. Like he was dead the whole time. What? So crazy. So... In the middle of dead, Leavenworth. A dead rat in his head the whole time. <laughs> the whole okay. time. Under his hat. That was, uh, there were, a, that was a Parks and Rec joke somewhere buried deep in there. Wow. Kind of fam. I okay. want to see in the chat if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so in Leavenworth, it's, it's like a barren city outside of the town, though. Like there's houses and there's, t- and there's stuff. But I really feel like we should have a picture of Leavenworth up while we're talking uh, about my it. God. Should I get it? We got the technology. Oh, you're We've killing got the me, documents. Ryan. Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Let's see if I can pull it up. All right, so take a look at this town. Cause I got to set the we stage can, we can, here. We could talk about it. We You're making even... this whole ooh, ooh. bit so much longer than it needs to be. That's Ryan. fine, man. We got time. All right, take a look at this. Like so this right here is is like a, a a taste of it. So you have like okay. you know really open waters, and I guess there's moose out there. See, <laughs> Antlers. Oh my goodness, good food. I had a lot of pretzels while I was there. I was just saying, Google it kind of it kind of <laughs> looks like just... this. Yep, that's a person. Like that lady. This is, this is why I don't do this, Ryan. You should have just gone to Google Images. Just hit Leavenworth oh and look at gosh. some pictures. Uh, Ryan, telling me what to do. That's fair. Pissing me off. That's what I do. Get out. I'm just kidding. I love you, Ryan. It's fine. Okay, I'll leave. I'll leave. So just describe it while I pull it up then for you. It's like, it's also very hard to spell. <laughs> I'm learning. It's like <laughs> the sound of music. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. here we go. This is Boom. a better shot. This is the better shot of it. It's so this magical. is what Leavenworth looks like. Okay, so we have... Oh my gosh. It's like you're traveling to a different time and place. Okay, so here. It, it it does. It looks magical and the and that all like it looks like this. It looks like a like you're in like a German town. Like, like every you're, like you're in building Beauty and the Beast like or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is what it looks like in the in the winter. It's a beautiful place, right? Um and the McDonald's look like this and, and like the store, the grocery stores, like you know, and there's people who live here. It's it's a beautiful place. So I really enjoy it. So There we go. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome. You happy, Ryan? I'm so happy. Okay. So 
I'm I got a like a bed and breakfast that was about 15 minutes out of the city. So you have to like walk down this really long road and you're seeing nothing but like fields of horses. A and 15 then, minute walk? You walked? Yeah, oh, I walked. I was walking back and forth. Cause like, you know, you go to Leavenworth to kind of like drink and stuff. I don't want to be stuck like being the, the, the designated driver, you know, sure. the whole time. So I'd rather just take a, a 15 minute walk, you know, I'm trying to work out, trying to Oof. get muscles and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Bavaria. That's a, yeah, same thing. It's like Bavaria. They call Bavaria. it Bavaria. Thank you. That's that's, the name. that's what we're thinking of. So, I'm. It's it's like one o'clock in the. Uh, it's like midnight. Okay, one o'clock in the stage. morning. So you're wasted. I'm not wasted, you're walking, but I'm you're, a you're little. Okay, okay, for you're real, not, not intoxicated. You're so not sober. I'm definitely less sober than I usually am. Okay. And that's... sober <laughs> enough to know that I was experiencing something crazy. So you were doing this while I was here hanging out with Butch. So, I'm going. And you know what I have? I'm gonna have to do this again. I'll, I'll pull it up. So we're walking, and we like I'm walking, and and I'm with someone, and we're we're going down, and we're we're just walking, we're chatting, and we look up at the sky, and this is some of like the most beautiful stars you're gonna see because it's just there's there's no lights. Yep. So you can see everything, right? It's it's crazy how small we are in the cosmos, and we're looking up, and we see a trail of lights that look like stars. That when you're looking up at it. They were moving at a pace like this. And there was at least 30 to 45 stars moving across the sky. And then they disappeared. You know, the person I was with, they say, what the hell is that? And I, we're both there just staring in bewilderment, trying to figure out there's no airplanes. We're in the middle of nowhere, and we see something just in, in a span of like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, appear and disappear. And it rocked my reality, Ryan. This is Be like some Blue Book stuff. This is exactly the I started talking blue about Blue Book. book. Okay. I started thinking about Blue Book and, and Jimmy T. Shout out. But we get back because, you know, there's always an explanation. Did you know that Elon Musk has sent like multiple satellites into the sky to help like with the internet goals that he has. He shoots all kinds of stuff into space. Yeah, so I have to show you this. Elon Musk satellites. Look at this. Check this out, comic fam. This is what we saw in the middle of nowhere. Okay. So imagine just seeing this at like one o'clock in the morning, in the middle of the night, just pass by you. This is right here is how he's like planning on funding the Mars mission is with stuff like this. So we had no idea about this. I'm, I want to see in the chat. Does anyone else know that this is a real thing? It's been happening since 2019. I have never heard of this. But when this took place, I for a solid 15 minutes on the walk back thought. I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we called someone. We're like, just so you know, we saw something. And in case we don't like, you never hear from us again, we're not going to blue book this kind of thing. Like it we're going to document the call. Thankfully it wasn't me because I wouldn't have answered. I don't answer phone calls. It was crazy, Ryan. So that is a long story to get to. Nice house <laughs> on the lake. I guess that's tangentially related. Like, yeah. Cause, well, there's aliens in, in nice house on the lake. Yeah, I know that now. Jimmy T, so, okay. I guess it's connected. So, Here's the, here's the thing I want to pose a question to. What if you were a part of a group of friends that were kidnapped and forced to watch the end of the world? That's what you have with Nice House on the Lake. And Ryan, we chatted about this book briefly first, 
Explain why it was only like a six-page review. Because we basically said a third of the way through the review, we're not going to tell you anything else. We decided to talk about this book like the week that it came out. Issue one was, for me, like a life-changing experience. Like I loved this comic. I want to see in the chat, do you remember um, exactly how we like broke down the moment that Ryan got to the big reveal in issue one and he texted me yep. and he freaked out like it, like we were teenagers. It was a beautiful thing, Ryan. It was a good moment. Uh, you knew it was something special when you were reading issue one of this and we wanted to make sure we told you guys, we told the world, like, please go read this book. We can't ex- fully explain to you why you need to read this without spoiling the fun. Right. But- Go trust us and go get this comic. Side note, comics with Bueller's in the chat. We love you, brother. And he said that happened to me in the 90s. <laughs> so the alien, the thing? alien thing okay. or the uh, apocalyptic sure. thing with your friends being kidnapped. So either one. Now that the first arc is done and we are on like the second arc, which is it's got like four more issues left. Second half of the story. Yeah, it's almost done. We thought no better time than to go back. Make sure we've re- refreshed. Read it all again. And then hit the mic to break down some of our favorite parts about this book and get into why this is one of the funnest books that we've read in quite a long time. I still, I ranked this as my favorite comic of 2021 on my own YouTube channel. But damn it, who are the creative? James Tynan the fourth team. Jimmy T, of course, and Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Oh my goodness. Do you have your wallet on you? Uh, yes. Prove yourself. You know what I'm talking about, Ryan. This is, this is why, you, why you have to hit the subscribe button. I don't, have, I don't have my debit card in here, but I do have my Onion Club. That's right. Comic fam, we are Onion Club official members. Don't get it twisted. When we talk about Jamie T. Books, we be certified, essentially. I lost my debit card, but I did not lose that. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram at ComicTom101 because I, I like to make... I like making people feel awkward sometimes. I'm a kind of a prankster at heart, you know? And uh, I try to pay with my tiny onion <laughs> card. <laughs> and it doesn't work. And I'm like, it doesn't oh. work. It never works. You just, just got to keep trying it. But I do post somewhere. to my story on Instagram when I do it. I'm yeah. like trying to get my Starbucks and I'm giving them my Jimmy T card. All right. So we have the nice house on the lake. And what's really fun about this book is that it's just one of those things where it's like you take the parts of your childhood just like the fantastical things that you think about when you're a kid. Like, oh, how cool would it be if I was older, if I was just like walking down the street and this guy just drove up in a really, really nice car and it came out. It's like, here's a car. Keep it. You know, like those type of moments as a kid that you make up in your head that are just like impossible. What if I could just write down something that I want in the world and then it just shows up? Oh, you know, like these okay. these types of things. You're like, ah, oh, how fun would that be? Ryan has no idea what I'm talking about. Let me know in the <laughs> chat if you know what I'm talking about. My head was going in a totally different direction when you said a strange man drives up as, <laughs> as you're walking down the street as a child. But, <laughs> you know, like yeah, he, he just, maybe that says more about me. Than, <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> it does, you. Ryan. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, Nice House on the Lake, it, it takes some of these fantastical ideas and makes them a reality. We have a group of individuals who all get invited to one of the most beautifully drawn houses in comic book history. That's true. I think it's gorgeous. To, he did have to take a long time to fully design and draw out the whole house and like an architect, basically. Bueno, man. It's fantastic. He, he spent a lot of time researching to make sure that this house felt like some place you would want a vacation to. Some place you would like to live. Some place that you could see yourself living forever. 
because that's what this story is about. We have the nice house on the lake and this group of friends, they all join together. And the first thing I thought of was this has to get optioned. This is such an easy, easy horror movie to do because you have one location. You also have the outside, but that's pretty much it. You don't really need anything else. You get flashes, you know, temporary flashes to like reality and what's happening outside of the house. Some flashbacks here and there. So I mean, it's not entirely all in one location. Right. But, but it, it is. I mean, so, the title of the book is The House. You know, The Nice House. It's right. about the house. And take a look at this. The art's are superb. The character designs are stellar. Each comic follows one full character. I've heard a lot of commentary about this book. I like to look up negative reviews on comics, too, because I want to see, like, what, what do people have problems with? Sure. Because I'm so optimistic about it. So I, I guess maybe I'm easy to please as it pertains to funny books. But I just think some people miss on the beauty of some of these types of books because I hear like characterization, like just character development being something that there isn't enough of. Cause there's so many characters in it. Cause you have a group of friends over 10 that you're getting to know over a short 12 issues. And we're not even all the way through 12 issues. So I completely disagree. I think each issue follows, well, they do follow one character. You really get to know them and then you move on to the next character in the next book. And what are some of the characters that we have? different specialists in their own right. Right. They're kind of mostly, refer- you can see it here in this picture. They're mostly referred to by their job or their, you know, their, their preoccupation, their occupation. I guess you've got a comedian, you've got an artist, you've got a scientist, you've got a consultant. Uh, Photographer. Another kind of artist. Yeah, exactly. There's, I, I do agree that it is kind of hard to piece them together, but thankfully in the, actually in the back half of these issues, they've got the sheet at the back page, which they should have had the whole time, which gives you a list of all the characters and what their jobs are and their titles and all that. And, it can get overwhelming, but I think this book, more than a lot of others, really rewards a reread. Go back with the information you learned from later issues and start over. That's also just really fun to read again because I love this villain. You know what else I love? Walter. Yeah. This character right here is so fascinating. Low key, do you think that Jimmy T is writing himself in his own comics? Is this potentially <laughs> like, like, like the essence of Jimmy T to a degree? It looks a lot like him. Well, I mean, we have like the glasses and, and there's uh, there's there's certain little things within this book. And I'll let the community be the judge, but I can't help but feel that there the beard, is a... It would, be, it would be him. Yeah, I He's know. missing right? the beard. We may have to have someone do some Photoshop here I and think, see what Walter looks like with the beard. I, I do love the fact that he looks a lot like Clark Kent, too. I think that's... That can't yeah. be a coincidence. There we go. Or can it? So this right here is Walter, who is the person who brings everybody to the nice house on the lake for... A very particular reason to make them experience and view from a distance at a very nice location. Well, first, I love these layouts. Look at the layouts. Look at the panels. This is what you get with Jimmy T. A lot of planning, a lot of fun. I mean, this is a place you want to be, but look at the bottom panel here. We see someone looking at her phone. They're there to experience from a distance, the end of the world and not just the end of the world. A terrible end to the world. People spontaneously combusting, lighting on fire, their face melting off everywhere. This is what they are, this is what you get hit with. This is a page of the comic book. You get these really cool, like, narratives that are told through text messages, through notepads and just emails scribbles and, and emails, et cetera. Transcripts and stuff. How, what, you know, I feel like some people may not like that. It's a little bit of a Jonathan have, Hickman have, vibe. I enjoy that stuff. I specifically heard people on Instagram, uh, especially with the Department of Truth. He does that a lot too. There's a few issues that are just text, mm-hmm. like just completely text with a, not a lot of images in there. And that, that bugs a lot of people, but I really like that. I think it's a nice change of pace. 
Walter is not who you believe him to be, not who his friends think and thought he was. I love this image. Walter is from somewhere else. And the first story arc is trying to figure out the why. Why were these friends brought together by this mysterious figure? Why is this mysterious figure incredibly terrifying? Why can't they leave? Why were they chosen to survive? And why the torment? You know? Crack open a beer. Enjoy your time. But no, everybody you know and love are probably on fire right now. It's very hard to imagine somebody like being calm in the face of this entire situation happening. Right? Although, to be fair, I don't think he planned on them discovering what happened to the outside world, at least not yet. All right. So we have for um, pages that are like, they're being watched, you know, low key. Is there an experiment going on? And I have to point out some of these pages here. This is the kind of stuff that gets me really into the world. It, it lets me kind of escape reality. That's why we read comics, right? I would agree. And they got this like vacation schedule laid out here on We're the supposed- left. And then on the right, you can see them trying to brainstorm and figure out what all these symbols mean. Like, cause they have a symbol that identifies who they are as well. It, it's uh, symbols. Throw me it's off. a quest of why we're here and what to do in your downtime to stay sane. Cause you can do anything you want. We'll get to some of those things, but also what's the purpose, you know? And, and it, it turns into a discovery kind of a treasure hunt sort of thing. This comic I've, I've described it this way before, but this book more than any other comic I've ever read makes me think of lost. Absolutely. Do you know those moments in Lost like the polar bear is on an island? There's a giant kaiju that you can't see. Oh, they've been on the island for 30 years or or at least people have been here for 30 years. Like those shocking moments, the vault, right? Right. The hatch. The hatch. The hatch. Thank you. But just the idea idea of like experiencing a story and then getting hit with this like crazy thing. That happens, and you, you you go like, no way, this doesn't make sense. What the hell? You have more questions than answers, but and you, you almost feel like you don't get those answers ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes with lost, and if you do, the answer is a little 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 bogus. Look at this, comic fam. Ugh. There's these weird statues around the place yeah. that they are, and those statues, some of them allow you to see a glimpse of what the reality is outside of that nice house on the lake. And what we're looking at here, comic fam. Are people being mutilated in the streets, buildings up in flames, and someone's face kind of being distorted? Body horror. Yeah, this is a terrifying image. Yeah, this right here is probably the thumbnail. Shout out. So (laughs) um, the art is so intriguing because it's wild. It's a wild concept. It's a mystery. It's a horror narrative. And it's a quest to figure out why they're here and who the antagonist is. Because I think by the end of the first arc, you'll be surprised. And well, let's, I think we should leave it there. Yeah, I think you and I have different uh, feelings about the end of this comic. I've, I've just now started thinking about the end, because issue 8 is the most recent one, 8 out of 12. So it is approaching the end game of this series, and I honestly have no idea how they're going to wrap it up. Or how, or if certain questions will get answered. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. This is what I have to say about that. I, I can, if this was any other writer, right? I would even go as far to say as if this was Scott Snyder, who's one of my favorite writers. I've, I've said that multiple times. I'll go as far to say as if this was, um, yo, Eris Quinones is calling me. Eddie, interesting. I love you, brother. But we're on the we're on mic. Hold on one <laughs> second. We're gonna pause it. This is hey yo, Eris. We're live on the mic. 
I'm on the podcast, podcast number 58. You want to say something to the comic fam? Ha, 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 ha. This is Eris Quinones, comic fam, one of the godfathers of comic book YouTube channels. What's up? You know, I'm just hitting you up, checking in on, on, on my boy. You know how it is. <laughs> are you in Orlando? Are you doing the uh, review of the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster? Uh, tomorrow. I'll be on a plane at 7 a.m. Oh, my goodness, brother. Let's, let's chat. Um, reconvene and let's chat soon. I'll hit you up soon. <laughs> That's Edis Quinones, ladies and gentlemen. Go follow Variant Comics. Um, so. You probably already are. To be I would say that about many writers. Jimmy T? He's got it. Get, you you got to trust in Jimmy T, Ryan. I, I trust him. I don't not trust him. You're I reading just, Mimetic? I just don't know what the ending is going to be. Sometimes I feel like I could call it or I maybe, oh, they're going to, some other aliens are going to come swoop in and save the day. Or, you know, I, I have no idea how this comic is going to wrap up. And I think that's exciting. I have a feeling that it's going to wrap up in some horrific but yet beautiful way. That's going to be some level of existential realism that's going to get me super mm, adjective aroused. Aroused. There it is, comic fam. This book has hit 20 bucks. Let off the gas, comic fam, unless you're really gutting for some Jack Kirby goodness. $75 cover price on this. Don't overbid. But if somebody wants it, we got it. 